0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 57 of The Sea Us Show. Back at it. It's going to be another great episode. I'm very excited. Uh It's been a week, right, since you've been here? Two. Two weeks. In two two weeks. weeks. It's been two weeks. Uh So last time Trey was up here was episode 55. 55 and what yeah. were we
1: talking about? Do we were talking remember? about Kawhi and PG. It just teamed up. We were talking about the best duos in the league. The best duos. Um... We're talking about a lot, a lot of, of good, things. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good bro. things. Of good and, and it's just
0: crazy how, like, we're still hearing new stories unfold day by day. So this is, like, one of the first times in a long time that, you know, we always have content to talk about. So shout out to the NBA and its growing popularity um, as a brand year-round <laughs> it's globally. So it, it's, it's great. Um, so, you know, got to do what we got to do. So, um, obviously, you're already spoke. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back my co host,
1: Trey. You already know what's going on. I've been up for four days getting money both ways, dirty and clean. I can use the glass of cold space. You heard that. He you can use the glass of cold yeah.
0: space, man. So, um, yeah, episode 56, I uh, had one of my boys, Drew, up here, and you know, chopped it up for a little bit, uh, and it was a good episode. So I'm sorry that I couldn't deliver that video to you. I had a little bit of technical difficulties, but moving forward, everything should be a smooth sailing. So you got to learn from experience. Experience is the best teacher. Um, But let's get into it, man. So just uh, yesterday, actually, on Wednesday, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George... Finally, had their uh, player introduction um, of joining the Clippers organization. Um, it, it was it was dope. Uh, I watched the full press conference, um, so I got to hear from you know not only Paul George, I got to hear from uh, Kawhi Leonard, also the owner, and also Doc Rivers. So they seem very excited. Um, they're saying that it's it's more so of a movement that's happening on the Clippers. Um, so it's pretty interesting to see some notable things. Was uh, <laughs> When Kawhi got introduced, he made jokes about how he took um, advantage of the Kawhi and dying. So he, yeah. he schemed on that, uh, gave some thanks to the organization and the Toronto Raptors, thank their fans as well, too, did what he had to do, delivered uh, that championship. Um, and then, you know, he just talked about how he decided for his new journey. Um, and I know a lot of people were talking about how, uh, well, there's been reports saying how like the Clippers, not the Clippers, the Lakers felt like betrayed and whatnot, but he kind of Debunked really all that, and he was saying like he was very, very close um, to signing with the Lakers, but obviously, could you imagine? Yeah can Can I imagine? Could you imagine that that cool would have been the Lakers? That would have been unfair, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, at least for right now, I'm tired of the super team. Like I think it's going to be a fun league next year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be like, it's going to be very man. fun. Like you can literally tune into almost every team and not be bored. Are the Lakers stacked? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah. Um, so he just talked about, uh, you know, it was essentially between the Lakers and between the Clippers, and he ultimately, you know, chose to team up with Paul George. Once the Clippers said they can get him, he was like, "All right, it's a done deal." And I like it, like you said, uh, if, it, if he went to the Lakers, that would have been od. But at the same time, I like how he created or um, helped facilitate parity in the NBA. So um, that's always a great thing. Uh, so Doc Rivers described the the Clippers as a Blacktop team. Um, so when he said Blacktop team, he said some, they have toughness and grit. Yeah. And, you know, when you get rid of Alexander and you get rid of Galinari and draft picks and you <laughs> get in return, Kawhi and Paul George is going to be crazy. And I've already harped on this last couple episodes of the podcast. These two are going to be literally the modern day MJ and Pippen just running stuff. Um, they got a championship coach. They have. Uh, an owner that wants to spend a lot of money, a great front office from the top down, um, good players to go along with them, role players, reign of six man, um, like I said, black top team, so I think they're gonna be good to go. And it's crazy because Trey, uh, they had their little introduction and Paul George was saying how <laughs> how he was nervous. It so basically, growl. he got drafted. I think he got drafted a year before Kawhi. Yeah. And the year, either the year before, same year, I think it was the year before. And then Kawhi basically uh, was like the 11th pick or whatever from the Pacers. So he's like, damn, like, I was the two way guard that got drafted. And the Pacers going to draft another guard. So it's like, damn, I'm a little nervous. Like, I got to fight for my spot. Like, what Kawhi, what's, about, what's, what's going on? I know of this guy. We grew up around the same area, uh, competing against each other since a young age in college, all that stuff. So it was like, I got to bring my A game together. So he's talking about that. And he realized he, you know, they got, they acquired uh, George Hill. Um, and he really, I mean, eventually went on to San Antonio. But uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it was kind of felt like it was destined to be a narrative. And Just what's crazy is, as a Spurs fan, Kawhi opened up and he said that when he was find- when he found out that, you know, essentially Paul George was not as happy in Indiana, you know, he was basically planning to force his way out. So he actually went to front office and he asked the front office for San Antonio RCBU for an auto. He was like, Yo, like, let's try to get Paul George. Could you imagine? Trade.
1: Could you imagine Kawhi like axing for a PG like in a meeting? Like, or like even just like all right, you guys, like, we're going to wrap up here This Spurs meeting and just, like, on the door, Like, just... T-t-t-t-t. Y'all hear something? Yeah. Nah, nah, keep the meeting going. Kawhi peeks his head in. Can we get PG? <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody was like, what's up, Kawhi? What you, what you want, bro? Mm-hmm. Can, can we get PG? Yeah. If they would, if he would have got PG, I think,
0: I think he would have stayed in San Antonio at that point. But then again, they could have both plotted to go to LA
1: regardless. But That wasn't even the makeup of the team, though. And I don't
0: i did not love. saying
1: yeah. Greg Popovich wouldn't have did it. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't have been like, yo, let's go get it. But it just, that never seemed like a Spurs thing to do, to go like and just get another big free agent. But at the same time, Kawhi wasn't as colossal as he is now. Mm-hmm. He was still playing around Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and Manu Jalombli, who ran that team. So they could have lobbied for PG, but the thing is, their lobbying piece would have probably been Kawhi and some assets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, then just building off of that, they essentially Kawhi essentially said that uh you know at the end of the day OKC had the better um assets. They had the draft picks they got. They gave away Oladipo and Sabonis as well too, so yeah. it wasn't really nothing you can do about that, but um I'm excited, man. Uh it's going to be a battle in LA um and you know another thing they talked about as well too was that basically it's like, yo, how do you get over like the Lakers being, you know, the, the team to be reckoned with in LA, because yeah. the Lakers at the Clippers. And they're like, Kowals, I mean, I don't really care about that for real, for real. It's just about <laughs> winning And He said, if you look at the last couple of years, like essentially, essentially like when Kobe went down, who've been, who's been the most relevant and wins? It's been the Clippers. the Clippers. Now, obviously you're not gonna get over being the most popular team. Yeah, Records speak for itself, where well, they got 15, 16 championships. You're not gonna beat that, but I feel like yeah. now we're prisoners of the moment. It's sad, and they play
1: in the same spot.
0: Yeah, no home court advantage. That's good. They play <laughs> each other in the
1: playoffs. And? Yeah. <laughs> that's what Seven games? That's the narrative you want? All in L.A.? That's the narrative you Ooh. want? Until Seth and D'Angelo Russell beat them. You're funny. If you don't know, day. Clay <laughs> come <laughs> back, anything happen. I don't know if Clay's coming back that strong, but... But yeah, I'm saying, we're prisoners
0: in the moment, so yeah. I just feel like, it's, like you said a few episodes ago, what have you done for me lately? So I feel like with this generation, at least for millions as well, too, no one really is going to remember the Lakers championship. They're going to see what happened now moving forward. Now the OAS is going to remember. we going to remember and all that. But I feel like that really doesn't matter. So um, can they win over L.A.? I think if they string along two, three championships, I think we'll start to see... Non Clipper fans bandwagon transition over there. Cool. So, um, only time will tell. Uh, anything you want to add to, uh, you know, Kawhi and, and PG getting introduced and or expectation? Anything you want to add to? It? I
1: think just the whole idea. Just again, that the, the NBA is still relevant, and it's this is football season as far as NBA mm-hmm. goes. Like, I mean, as far as like the whole like ESPN like cycle goes, and the NBA is still relevant. That speaks a lot a lot to the brand, a lot to the popularity, a lot to the players. And who's the most colossal player right now? I mean, it, we we'll talk about that poll that the coaches just but right now, right now it's Kawhi. Kawhi seems again, I've always called Kawhi in the podcast like he's like the knight, he's like the the superhero. He comes in, he kind of in, in a way does it the right way. And this is the first time he's actually had to team up per se with somebody. But I mean, if you look at it, people always have really good pieces around them. With the Spurs, he had Tim, Manu, Tony, and a plethora of other guys. Um, I guess Toronto was his least star-studded surrounding uh, area, but it's just him and PG are going to be fun to watch. It's going to Make the whole grit for L.A. even crazier, cause you got grit versus celebrity in a way. You know, you got the the bottom the the, versus the the Beverly Hills. <laughs> not not calling the Lakers, you know, Beverly Hills prima donnas, cause they got hoopers. But that's what it looks like. You know, so it's just like unknown versus the crown, and we're gonna see what happens. So, uh, great narratives that the NBA has to run with. It's gonna be a fun season just for for the duos and. For Kawhi Leonard, the, the the most watched player that doesn't want to be watched, just wants to win, and he's been doing it. So if he can do it again this year, it's just going to add to his legacy and, you know, cement himself in this era of basketball, this time in the league. And he'll build his statue if he can win this year, I, I think. Yeah, because if, if he, he already won in San Antonio, then
0: he literally took a year off, and then he... In, the, in his first season in, under a new system, new coach, more creative freedom, won a championship there. If he goes – well, he's already on the Clippers. If he wins a championship there this year, do you put him in that upper echelon with LeBron and and Michael Jordan or he still has to give you that body of work? Because I feel like that's that's another thing that's missing from people as well too. He hasn't done it at a high level for X amount of years.
1: Okay, so the consistency thing? Because we see it,
0: but I feel like what most players – or I, analysts, or whatever, their biggest thing is you have to do this year by year by year.
1: Yeah. I think you put him at the door at least. But two, because there'll be no other players ever done that. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Two, though, he has the better setup this year. Like he has the coach that's won a championship before. Mm-hmm. He has Paul George, an all star. He has the team around him that is more proven than anything that they could probably get it done than the, uh, I mean, he had pop, pops, top three, four, five. MJ coaches. had Pippen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, MJ had uh yeah. What's his name? Phil Jackson. We Phil Jackson, Yeah, Phil Jackson. He, he's top. He's top tier. Mm-hmm. But as far as like this stage of his career, making a choice, he made a smart choice. Like he's like, all right, I had the rookie coach. Uh, maybe like some variables. Maybe Pascal Siakam could go crazy this year. He's going to go crazy. He, I talked yeah. about my last podcast. I said he's going to probably average
0: twenty two to twenty five. This upcoming season. But anyways, keep going. <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, so like it just it was the right choice as far as the experience that he's gonna have around him. So I think he set himself up, he put himself on the launching pad, and it's just for him to take off now. I mean, and it's and it's tough saying this. I feel like we're we're not saying that he hasn't already taken taken off. He's did the groundwork. It's just like as far as legendary, legendary goes, we're just like, do it again. All right, do it again. Like we have to see it to believe it. And it's sad, but at the same time like For me, you put him at the doorsteps, if not, with a foot in, if he can get it done this year. Yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood. This man been in Hollywood. He went
0: to Nickelodeon with his girl and his <laughs> daughter. He he yeah. tried to walk by paparazzi. They were begging him to take a picture. Nah, he looked man. so mad when he took a picture. He went to the Pacquiao fight the other day. He he been living his life, man. Yes, I feel like he's gonna slow. He I mean, he's still gonna be himself, but I feel like he's coming out of his little his little box a little bit, getting exposed to L. A. So that's that's always good to go. So we'll see what uh, happens with the Clippers. Next thing I want to talk about. Um, is these execs, coaches, and scouts. So there were execs, coaches, and scouts. 20 of them in total um, had their annual little uh, player poll to see who's ble- the best player in the NBA. And there was 20 votes. 12 went to Kawhi, 6 went to Giannis, and 2 went to Harden. Um, and what's the main biggest thing is that we still forget that there's a number 23 in a LeBron James who's in L.A. And I was like, yo, you can't get one vote. Blasphemous. That that's me, blasphemous. That's blasphemous. One, I'm just like, who are these 20 people that voted? um are are they part of Clippers organization <laughs> Cleveland organization they were all skip and and uh, like I told you it was exact coach and the scouts were like 18 of them scouts and there was skip one Bayless, all B- skip Bayless. Skip Bayless, you know what I'm saying I was like yo who are these people voting because everyone in their right mind knows that Le- that LeBron James this was the first injury miss obviously he's going up there with age but this is the first injury miss he still averaged 27 7 and 7 played with a young core Magic Johnson literally didn't sh- surround shooters around this guy and they had Luke Walton as their coach so you you can't really you can't really fault him for that. At the same time, I mean, he was in the West, you know he 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 was in the West, so that was tough. So not to to, to not get one vote that's pretty sick. That was pretty sick, and I think he should have at least got at least two to four because I feel like with this list right here, obviously Kawhi has what twelve. Yeah. I feel like yeah has yeah, twelve. So I feel like they went from what have you done in the postseason? Like I said, we are prisoners of the moment. But in that case, if you are gonna give. If Harden gets two, you might yeah, I would that, I would give Steph one at least at yeah. that point. Harding can't have any. Yeah. <laughs> you know like Steph went stupid against them and stupid against Portland. And he played pretty damn good for real for in the finals. Um so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm why didn't six. you get Steph one? Or even KD,
1: is it because KD injured two? Maybe that's why. What the hell? This <laughs> this is just the stuff they do for fun. Like what what is this? <laughs> what is this? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> nah, dog. So they should have thrown this out right when they saw like, LeBron didn't get any votes. Yeah. KD didn't get any votes. Are y'all okay? No, they like, sick. Are, are you okay? Nah, they're, they're not. Yeah, scared. so to all those 20 execs,
0: scouts, and and GMs, you guys are stupid. Sick. And this is just motivating LeBron James because this is the most time he's taken out of his career Ever. since, since Ever. not making the playoffs as a rookie, I think. Ever. So... It's about to be real, real crazy. I think he's going to be extremely motivated. And I feel like this is kind of like equivalent to Jordan taking off a year. Like the amount of of time that LeBron's taking off is kind of like his Jordan moment where he gets time 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 to break and he might just go stupid. Um, So you guys are idiots. I don't even know why I gave my two cents about that. He's
1: 260, 6'8". Bro, come on, oh my got god! Got AD,
0: got Danny Green, got Rachel Rondo, got the Marcus Cousins, got some great coaches, um, got Avery Bradley. The list goes on and on. So they, and it's a dynamic duo air, no more super teams. So no excuses, team. LeBron. Prove your, you don't have Pusins to prove yourself. Just go out there, play ball. Kuzma there too. You good, man. Wow. Um, what wow. I want to talk about next is this whole NBA tampering that's been going out and about. So the NBA will reportedly open an investigation in the 2019 free agency period based on the observation that roughly a zillion players changed teams uh, this summer despite only Kawhi Leonard taking any meetings or doing any deliberating uh, before making a move. So the feeling seems to be that teams, players, and agents are not respecting the league calendar and turn the official opening of 2019 free agency into a mere formality. According to a report from Zach Lowe and Brian Wenthorse, um, concerns from owners have prompted the league to look into the matter. Um, with the NBA, it will reportedly open, like I said, an investigation um, on all that. And basically, like, you know, they're, these small market teams are getting upset. That's basically what's, what, what's, what, what it's coming down to. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at something, I believe, um, as far as I think a stat, I can't really see it there. But I think this is the year that most teams have switched. Um, and I think uh, this year they pushed up the free agency uh, like a couple days earlier, a few hours earlier as well, too. And basically, like, even though they couldn't officially sign, they were still, like, making deals happen. Like, we saw DeAndre Jordan go to go to the Nets, KD yeah. announced already Kyrie prematurely. So they're like, yo, like, what is going on right now? Um, so they're getting really upset about that. Um My thing is, like like I said, these big market teams, I mean, small market teams are the ones who are, you know, being upset. But at the same time, I harp on this every single episode. You know I do this. Small market market teams, is just always going to be hard for them to attract a free agent. One, it's your location. Two, it's your location. Three, (laughs) it's your location, man. No one wants to live in Milwaukee unless you get drafted there. Like, you're only going to build... And grow from your draft, and then from trading. It's really, really hard to get someone to commit to you guys for the long haul. That shit is just tough. Yeah. Um, they're conducting it right now. Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna say, "Oh, give me all of your technology. Like, let me go through your let me go through your phones, your it's personal all. No, this isn't NCAA. <laughs> These are grown ass men we with know, a lot of money. With a lot of money, we know that players be talking, and chatting, and whatnot. Just let it be. You know what I'm saying? Things, life isn't always fair. You know, find a way to be competitive. You know what I'm saying? Look at the Spurs model of success. Look what the Bucks are doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Find your way. Look what OKC did for X amount of years. Find your way um, to be competitive, man. But how do do you feel about um, this whole tampering thing that's going on? Do You Uh, think it should
1: be conducted? Obviously, it is being conducted right now, but give me a spill on that. I just think uh, a tampering thing is stupid. You have to, if you're the NBA, you have to address the problem a different way. You have to you have to figure it out. I mean, you have millionaires that want to spend time where millionaires will spend time. You know, it's not like I'm gonna get a million dollars and be like, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Nebraska and I'm gonna just cool out, dog. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I think you know the highest paid person in Nebraska is probably the Nebraska football coach. You yeah. know, like or like the governor or something like that. Mm. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to convince people that. Can make their own decisions, who are the top athletes in the world. I'm not saying like just a regular NBA player, I'm saying LeBron's the Kawhi's. You know, they're going to name brand markets and they're gonna go whether you like it or not. And if they are no, if I know my boy's about to be at the party, why not call them up? We go together. Yeah. You know, like see, well, you know, I'm about to be in LA, you coming through with me. Mm-hmm. We got some money, let's go do it. Yeah. But and you know, we're we're out of our last agreement, we're out of our draft uh contract or a rookie contract or whatever like that. Um maybe you have you have to restructure it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how you restructure it. Uh even we talked about the um even the playoffs mm-hmm. where we they would just go take the top ten teams or whatever like that. Oh the top sixteen teams. Top, top sixteen teams and, and go at it like that. Um mm-hmm. the biggest thing for that would be the transportation, you know. It's not a conference thing anymore. Yeah. You'd be imagine flying if people. you're Portland and you're playing like Boston or Miami, for that matter. Especially with
0: back-to-back games,
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> after you're, the two-two format, <laughs> you're, you're killing people and you're killing your pockets probably. And as far from a net, from a network standpoint, the, the numbers probably don't add up. So you have to sit down with your businessmen, with your branding, with your marketing. You have to figure out how to make the how to make it uh, uh, um, an efficient an efficient thing to do, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to make that change. But don't spend money looking into tampering because people are going to go where they want to go regardless. Definitely okay. the big money. And then the small markets already know we have to build through the draft. The Denver Nuggets are building the draft. That's not even the, the, the smallest market. The Spurs have always built through overseas drafting and trading yeah. and coaching. Uh What's another small market team? Milwaukee got a diamond and a rough in uh, Giannis. Indiana Pacers. The Pacers. The Pacers get no TV play time. They get no TV play 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 time. But they did damn a damn well, a damn good job because of the players they've acquired. Because of smart GM, I think the GMs and the management in small market teams get overlooked all the time because you have to be damn good to even survive, to even get some TV play time, to even hold a superstar for for a while. You might have one, but if you can get a core guys and you can put together some wins, like again, like a Milwaukee. You're doing a really good job, so NBA. You have to look at that. Uh, you have to stay ahead of the curveball. I'm not saying I have the answers, but for people that are looking at the tampering, why not put your money elsewhere? Yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it.
0: Um, next, which you know, kind of ties into this a little bit. Uh, Steve Kerr has some comments to share with Anthony Davis. So. <laughs> Kerr's comments were aimed more at Davis, uh, you know, forcing his way off of the Pelicans rather than the consolidation of power, uh, teaming up with LeBron James. So he said, and I quote, my only issue is when a player who is under contract decides not to honor a contract. Kerr said that's a problem. That's something that can really affect the league. You sign contracts, you play them and you move on. That's how it should be done. But it's a little disturbing. That there has been some action that's happened before contracts are up, where teams are sort of held hostage and the league is sort of held hostage. I'm not a big fan of that. I think that's damaging for everybody. And Kerr also mentioned signing with LeBron James. um, And last offseason, Kevin Durant's move to Golden State and Brooklyn as examples of how stars should go about changing teams. Kerr believes, and I quote again: When you sign on the dotted line, you owe your effort and your and you owe your play to that team, to that city, to the fans, and that is completely your right to leave as a free agent. But if you sign the contract, then you should be bound to that contract. I agree and disagree with Steve Kerr first okay. and foremost. I agree with him because that kind of does take away um, from you know fans or owners because. You're investing, you know, your time, energy, and effort into, you know, a specific player or X amount of players. You expect them to fulfill that contract. But at the same time, you going into our normal day life at nine to five, yeah, we essentially have a contract. Um, we get our, you know, our 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 yearly salary and whatnot. But at the same time, if you're unhappy in an environment then you have, it's within your right to go out there and look to see what other job opportunities arise. You know what I'm saying? Every man is free, so why not have a say in your future um, and your future opportunities as well too. So F that. Another thing with Steve Kerr is like, he says unfair to the league. Like you weren't talking, y'all weren't prematurely talking to Kevin Durant why he was on OKC. You know what I'm saying? Why he was on OKC trying to get him to come to the Warriors? <laughs> the they just job. had they have evidence. Even Draymond said it right after the season's over. Who would he call? KD. He called KD. He said, "We need you, bro." Like, what are you talking about? You made the landscapes completely uneven for a three year stint. Like yeah. it was pretty much predetermined barring any injury. And I still think till this time this time around, if KD, if no one was injured on that Warriors team and Boogie never messed up his quad against the Clippers in the first round, the Warriors would have beat the Raptors. Not easily, but they would have got him out the way in like six games for real for real. Yeah. So don't come at me. Don't don't even talk about that right there. You just mm-hmm. sound salty that you lost KD. Andre Iguodala is gone, Livingston is gone, and the 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 playing field is at an even. It's at even, and you guys are going to take that back. That, that Andre Iguodala stuff. Yeah. We know why
1: y'all traded Andre. Yeah, we
0: know. I just finished the six man. No. Great We book. know. You guys go check it out. I love it. Um, but yeah, that that's that's complete BS. And Kendrick Perkins argued about that too today too. I had to agree with him, but I'm like, yo, like it is what it is. Like players. And, and and another thing too, I'm sorry I'm going a little off topic, not really no, but straight, yeah. I'm mad too. It's like he mad? why are why are why is he salty? Why are owners salty? They act like when they feel like a player isn't valuable to them, they trade them away. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They trade them away.
1: Double edged sword. They don't
0: go over things with you a lot of the times. They just say some people some players find out from their family, friends, from social media, from someone who is like Someone who's low level in the organization, like a janitor. Oh, you heard about this and and that. Like, what? You got to get traded. You got to find a new place to stay. You got to find where your family going to go. You got to figure out all your financial, all your assets and whatnot. You got to figure out so many things in such a short period of time. So players, they don't owe shit, shit to these owners, these organizations. Yes, you know, you should honor that contract. But at the same time, it is what it is. It's player empowerment. It's 2019. These players are gonna do what they're gonna do, and they act like. Is all these players? Is some of these star players? It's been notable. You know, Kawhi Leonard's done that. PG's done that. Who else has done that? Um, Kawhi, and Anthony, PG, Davis. Anthony Davis. Other than that, what? I mean, Jimmy Butler kind of did that as well too. Yeah, but it. everything was justified. And with these small market teams, like we said earlier, find a way to keep your team competitive. Keep your team yeah. relevant. Andy Davis gave you seven years of his life, and y'all couldn't build around only but one year and you only twice one. going to the playoffs? Like, come on. That's shame on you guys. Yeah. That's, a shame, that's a shame on you guys. You have the money
1: for it. Exactly. Like, you can't get one. Just one, like, all right, let's try this for two years. Mm-hmm. So you guys can go. I mean, if that's the case, you got to be smart about it. It's like, all right, well, I know we're going to get a superstar here. Mm-hmm. You got Zion Williamson, hopefully for at least 3 or 4 years. At least so four like years. let's surround him with another guy that's going to help get to the get to the ship. Mm. You had AD. Like why not why couldn't you get him? I st- stupidity doesn't doesn't you know do anything. That doesn't make me pity you. So why am I going to be upset? You know <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> and then Steve Curdall like when when he has an opinion, he has an opinion, like for real. Granted, it was on a podcast, so you all in podcast, you talk your shit, you get your views, whatever like that, whatever he was doing it for. But Steve Kerr always has an opinion about something, and maybe because he's winning, maybe because they ask him, maybe that's why he feels like he can say these things. I think his opinion is his opinion. Also, I think Steve Kerr is smoking that good stuff. I'm oh that good stuff. Nick Young stated that he <laughs> rose the best blunt. <laughs> I think he's smoking that good stuff. So so I think Steve Curtis doesn't have a doesn't mind saying whatever he wants to say or when he wants to say it. And how it's probably how he feels, but at the same time, like bro, if these cats wanna go get up and leave and go and they don't the organization don't know no good, mm-hmm. don't you know no you know. Let them let them do what they gotta do. Cause you guys on the other end of it are doing the same thing. The management coaches, all the way down. And at some point, like, it's, it has to be a, a sort of checks and balances. What we're seeing is people get more checks and balances. I just – you can't be mad because somebody has a check and a balance, just like you do mm-hmm. in your current spot. And you can't criticize somebody that's, oh, well, he just checked him because he left and walked out on his contract. Well, he could've, they could have traded him. They could have traded him to – I don't – like, just some – no name brand. Cross the country to Canada. Could to Canada. You could have been playing for the Ontario whatever, you know? And, and nobody would have said anything. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so you can't get mad at that. Just because somebody has the same kind of power you do in a different way, who cares? But I respect Steve Kerr's opinion. I just think he makes for good media anytime he says anything and he's getting paid for it. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, and, you know what I'm saying? And it's not all bad.
0: It's not like... You know, at least at least they're having a common courtesy So so let's say, for example, I'll give you two scenarios right okay. here. So one, you have Kevin Durant. Obviously, he was in OKC. We kind of had this feeling that he may leave. Yeah. But essentially, would you rather a player leave you high and dry, you get nothing in return for him? Or would you have a player like a Paul George, like a Chris Ball with a sign trade, like a Jimmy Butler, um, like a Kawhi Leonard who tells you that they're not, you know, happy... In your organization, and then you can still somewhat not lose anything and get draft picks and you know, a pretty, you know, top tier player for them. You know, so you're getting something in return.
1: Oh, it's like it's like yo, it's like, oh, what's up, boo? Oh, whatever like that. Hey, I I'm gonna leave you. It's like your like, I'm gonna leave you. And you about to propose to her or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to leave you. You like, what? You are you are you serious? Like, I'm leaving you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, hey, like. This isn't really, like, you know, this isn't... I'm not feeling this vibe. It's not what I want to do, you know? You should maybe should maybe text your other girls. You should text some girls, you know, because in about a week, we're not going to be talking like this no more. Mm-hmm. At least she gave you time to re-up on your shawties, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, get get the draft picks back together. Get the summer league team, you know, get your roster right. In she ain't leave you world. high and dry. She yeah. ain't leave you high and dry. All right? So So, so... I understand exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. These, these players have given their team the conversation It's like, yo, I'm not happy I want out. Go ahead and get the best we can for this. Mm-hmm. It's not like, yo, you come in tomorrow, and it's like the what, the the, um, the Baltimore Colts, they come to the stadium and everything <laughs> gone, and now they're in Minneapolis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, uh, that's my two cents on it. I, I agree that it's, it's good for the players to be like, yo, I'm not happy, so you might want to get some draft picks from me. Peace. <laughs> some more of the story is breakups happen. In life, you yes. know, with a, with a significant other.
0: Yes. So things happen uh, at the end of the day. I'd rather you just be straight up and tell me than to just leave me high and dry. And at least these players are being up front with you instead of leaving you high and dry. Keep so, your roster strong. At the end strong. of the day, keep your roster strong and deal with it. That's how life goes. These <laughs> players are important, man. Dirty work. Dirty work. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. Zion Williamson. So uh, everyone's been wondering, yo, where is Zion going to sign to? Where is Zion going to sign to? He's in college. He's playing in a game against UNC. Within the first like thirty seconds, he messes up his knee. His shoe just comes completely off. Goes crazy. He's with Nike. Uh, So been so many, you know, different suitors who wanted to, you know, work with him, level up with him, invest in him with their shoe deal, and he ended up signing with Jordan. Uh, So he took actually. Wait, Wait a minute.
1: He, so his shoe mm-hmm. playing at UNC mm-hmm. burst it open yeah UNC where Michael Jordan played mm-hmm. where Zion was playing in Nike's and now Zion's with and Jordan. and he's from Duke <laughs> wow wow Michael he did it wow you're a winner Michael he's, Jordan's a winner dog I feel like he had that that woohoo <laughs> factor but um he put something on the court he he sabotaged the shoe Maybe he did. Like, nah.
0: it's a, it's a big, I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, nah, it's good. It's a big conspiracy.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so Zion
0: took less money um, to be a part of the Jordan brand, which is crazy. And apparently, uh, this past Tuesday, William announced um, that he was signed with the Jordan brand, and the deal will be reported to be a seven year. We'll be seven years and be worth seventy five million. Um, and this will be the second biggest shoe deal ever for a rookie, behind only LeBron James. So. Um, I don't really look at Jordan like shoes like that unless it's like his signature shoes. I know Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. Kawhi, um, Kawhi was under him as well too. So I don't really be liking the
1: aesthetic looks of his shoes. Because they can't be Jordans because like, you know, people are so hooked on the actual number Jordan stuff that it's like... It's... Yeah, it's
0: just a brand name at this point. Yeah. Um, it's just like if you have, you know, Captain Crunch and then you have... Some off-brand crunchos, crunchos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was good. Yeah, you got crunchos like they taste the same, but you are gonna go with everyone crunchos. else like
1: <laughs> you are gonna mess with the crunchos, dog. You know what I'm saying? Cheerios or circles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 but, you know, your mom in the store back when you were younger, she probably got the crunch of it. I ain't going to tell the kids uh, at school they go going to clown eyes, <laughs> but you best believe when we we'll be on <laughs> that joint any time I get. <laughs> no, I'm saying.
0: Sometimes you got to do what you got to do for you money, dog.
1: But sometimes the, the the shoe feels like that. Sometimes yeah. when you're looking at the shoes. I'm not saying that the shoes are... It's just... The feeling you get when God. comparing like it's like all right this is this is the concord this yeah. is Kawhi in first shoe you're gonna mm. fucking buy the concords you know I, yeah so i don't really have that much to
0: say about it i just want to congratulate him because i know like the biggest thing with ncaa is like these players aren't getting paid so it's good that he has some form of financial security let's say something happens um and he gets like injured down the road so that's cool um but It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? He's a young kid. Apparently, he said his favorite player that he allies growing up was Michael Jordan. I feel like when you get Michael Jordan in a room of that nature, of that that status, you can't say no to that. So it was kind of like... When, when PG, you know, was about to be a free agent and Russ was like, yo, don't leave me, dog Like, come on. Once he's in the room, he's like, yo, I feel bad. Like, let he's me, me, me run it back with my boy. Um, so, I mean, it's good for Jordan Brand. Like I said, they lost Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Russ is getting older. So, um, for seven years, man, if he goes to that level that we think he's going to go to, uh, then they're in good hands. And hopefully he gets an actual signature sneaker um, from there as well, too. I don't really know what it looked like or... What, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand because, like Russell Westbrook, he has a personality with it. Carmelo yeah. had like some swagger with it. So Zion Williamson's game isn't defined yet, so we'll see what happens. So I think he's gonna maybe buy a second and maybe potentially get um, his signature shoe. But do you have anything to add to uh, you know him him signing with the Jordan brand?
1: Um, I just hope they look all right. I feel like Zion's a bulky person, so you have to like. I just hope they don't look bulky, but at the same time, they're not going to really look aerodynamic as much. Because like like LeBron's shoe, LeBron's shoes, for the most part, are a little bit more, they support a bigger person. Zion's the same build. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I don't know, the, the Jordan brand, as far as aesthetic, probably has the work cut out for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the young bull for getting his money, uh, signing with Jordan uh, right off the back. It's going to be pretty good. We'll um, see how it goes. How's how's everybody that signed with Puma and and Jay Z? Them are they doing all right right now? How is DeAndre Ayton? How was uh who else signed with Puma?
0: Danny Green, Danny uh, Danny. Demarcus Cousins, okay. and I think that's it. We haven't seen we haven't
1: seen Puma in a while, dog. Yeah, I'll y'all, still rock Puma though. I know, would too. Y'all
0: throw me that deal, rock y'all. Yeah. Adidas ain't anyway, back. Adidas sweatpants right now. What's up, Puma? What's up, Adidas? Adidas. <laughs> Cup, workout cup, take a look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, I didn't really, I don't really have much to say about that. You know, just salute to Zion, securing that bag, um, and going to do some great things. Uh, another short thing I want to touch on is Tim Duncan, the GOAT, one of my GOATs, San Antonio Squares, number 21, Mr. Fundamental. Um, he is going to be joining the coaching staff and be an assistant coach under Coach Popovich, yeah. um, which is pretty cool to see. And Coach Pop, I'm gonna really paraphrase this, but he, you know, he always has his little two cents. He liked to add and be very sarcastic or whatnot, I just like joke around with people. He's basically saying he's like, "I served 19 years. I served my loyalty to you for 19 years, so it's only right that you return the favor." Um, so, I kind of always knew that he was gonna go wrong. into coaching. Uh, for one, you saw like MAU Doka, and then uh, there was another player, and another, pl- another player. I think, can't remember their names, but they went straight into coaching as well, too. So it was only right that Tim Duncan was eventually going to do that. And I feel like he will, you know, based on experience, his championship pedigree, and learning from the best, like a Steve Kerr. That'd be sure. You know, Steve Kerr was under Coach Pop and under, um, what's his name? Coach Pop. Wasn't Phil, Phil Jackson? Secret was under Phil Jackson, and Coach Pop. So and he played as well too. So he had three different outlooks on how to coach the brand of basketball. And I feel like if anyone were to, you know, essentially, you know, re, you know, take that throne in the near future, when Coach Pop is done. I can see Tim Duncan doing that. Um, so props to him. And also San Antonio, I love you guys. Obviously, my favorite team. Just kind of boring over there. So I felt like he got a little bored. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sitting around the house all the time. So yeah. I think you want to just be active and, and be relevant. And, you know, when you've been doing something, one thing that you love for the rest of your life, it's kind of hard to stay away from it for X amount of time. So uh, props to him. Anything you want to say at all? Um, actually,
1: no. Nah, I just hope that uh, her name is Rebecca, correct? Rebecca? Oh, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. Shout out to Becky Hammond. I'm hoping she gets the love head coaching job whenever. I uh, think. Th- I think –
0: I think she'll do a great job. I mean, she won a chip summer league.
1: Yeah, I hope the, she gets a head coaching job immediately. Yeah. You know, but the way of the world, we'll see what happens. I hope she gets the job. Yeah. Another top in the NBA. Yeah.
0: Another topic we want to talk about is uh, the Lakers signed Giannis' younger brother. What's his name? His name is Kostas. Col- Kostas Antetokounmpo. So he has two brothers. Yes. So one is, is with him on the Bucks right now. Really? I, it, I don't know if this is the same one.
1: Because I, I know one
0: of them got signed to the Bucks. Anyways, let's talk about him for okay. for the time being right now. Um, how tall is he? Like do we have um, any stats or anything like that? Yeah, what type of player is he? Stats.
1: Uh so his official height, he got he has to be a smooth six ten too. But he's more of a traditional forward, uh um, Energy forward guy, he's gonna get his blocks. He's oh, so, gonna, he, he
0: doesn't, he's not like a point forward type of guy. I player. haven't seen him with like he out runs, of all his highlights, he, he runs just like his
1: brother. He runs just like him, but he shoots just like his brother. <laughs> More of a Clint Capella feel than anything. He, mm, high energy, we just saw that
0: Trey. I don't know about that Trey.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, just, just as far as like high energy, ah. he's gonna be the uh, the dump off man, Ooh. like he's gonna like. Attack the rim. He's gonna any put back anything. He's gonna be flying around with it. He's gonna put some weight on mm-hmm. and uh hopefully excel his career a little bit more. He'll have time with the Lakers if they make him like a project because he could be really disgusting. Um, I don't. He's not a, a Giannis at all. He's not a point guard, but yeah. he is somebody that could get you ten and ten easily. Yeah, dribbles when he has to. It
0: looks like he has some pretty good post moves, like you said, high-energy guy, Such a good screens, plays great defense, can switch on multiple positions. Looks like he has a pretty solid set jump shot that can be a work in progress. But like you said, this is just a little experiment. So great find by him, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, he probably works out with his brother in the offseason and other people. Uh, So I think, you know, he may not really play this year unless there's a plague of injuries. But I feel like if he can if the lakers have a good development team it'd be great um, i think he could be you know he can you know have a spot in the league for a long time but a lot of people are saying like you know giannis might be a free agent in 20 2021 20, or 2022 yeah, they're saying play with his Is this a way to lure his brother over to la mm-hmm. um so we don't know and i was i was about to ask you that that's, that's interesting cuz cuz he's that's only chess. he's only i mean obviously giannis visits other places like any other any other nba player who isn't so, basically, like, when yeah. you're done with the off season, you get to be wherever you want to be. So, if you're in Milwaukee,
1: you probably chilling in L.A., you in New York. John Wall told me city. that everybody goes to the West Coast. Yeah. Rico Hans, basketball, UCLA, like, mm-hmm. the Drew League, yeah. like, Cali. Uh, Drew League's not in L.A., it's in Oakland, I think. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah... John Wall's like, yo, everybody goes to LA. Like, there's no reason to be anywhere else but LA in the yeah. So yeah. So
0: maybe, you know, he can live there for a little bit and, you know, kind of have that effect on his brother. So we'll see. I really doubt it, but man, it's the NBA, so anything can happen. I never if you'd have told me the year that the 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 year that the Pelicans swept Portland in the playoffs, that that Anthony Davis would be playing with LeBron James, I would have yeah. been like, what are you talking nah, about? Dog. If you had told me LeBron would have been on the Lakers. I'd have been like, what are you talking about? Uh, So anything happens. So salute to him. You know, it looks like, you know, if he has that mindset, he can get better. So, you know, it's never over. We'll see. And we'll see what happens with that. Um, Next thing I want to talk about is Harden, James Harden's comments on CB3. So, uh, James Harden finally came out to the general public. Oh, uh, before I even talk about that, it was kind of funny to see. I think he was in the store. I don't know where he was at, but some girl, you saw that joint? Yeah. Well, some girl uh, had him on her social media, and she was basically saying, "You know, you like my one of my favorite. You're my favorite player." Cap. And he said, "That's Cap." And <laughs> She's like, "What?" He said, no, I'm just messing with you." So, pretty he cool
1: because huh? he has a soul he has
0: a soul he, he's human guys um, <laughs> but what I wanted to say with that was you know he got interviewed obviously um, he talked to, he talked about you know how excited he is to play with Russell Westbrook and he just comes down to sacrifice I already talked about that last episode and whatnot but main thing I want to talk about is you know how he was basically saying how the negative how the media portrayed a negative um you know a negative is that a negative view, yeah. yeah. negative view on his relationship between Chris Paul and himself. So, essentially, there's some things that the paraphrase it. He's saying, we're competitors. Um, and obviously, you know, when you're teammates, you're going to argue, you're going to clash about certain things. But what they argued about solely had to do with basketball, and it really didn't affect their relationship. Um, so what the media basically is feeding us is garbage, and he said they're on good terms as well too. Um, do you think he's being truthful with that? I think James Harden strike me, strikes me me as the one who's very blunt and upfront. Facts. So I believe him too, and and that that's just how it is. Even if like you, even if like for example, if you have a roommate, you know what I'm saying, yeah. you guys can be best friends, but you know every now and then, you know you're gonna get tired of someone not washing the dishes or taking the trash out, <laughs> or the, or the music may be too loud. But at the end of the day, like that's your boy, you love them. Yeah. Um, maybe you guys just grow from each other and you guys need to be on your own. I feel like that's the case there, well, too. So no, no no, love lost. I think it was purely a basketball decision for them to part ways. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, definitely basketball stuff. Uh, and they had a chance to get Russell Westbrook and switch it up a little bit. So, I mean, they said, take a chance. We've been getting the same results. So let's see if we can get some different results. Um, I mean, we've seen the whole thing where, like, they were arguing on the bench and, like, slapping each other's hand, or whatever, like that, and <laughs> kind of being, like, done with each other. But uh, it's basketball. If you're a competitor, if you're a basketball player, if you play any kind of sports, if you did anything competitive where you want to win, uh, and somebody on your team has just the same fire, and you disagree about a method of going about something, it'll happen to you, too. So, it'll be that kind of scenario. Uh, I don't think James Harden and Chris Paul would have played together for three years, and you know, and it, and it had held up. And they don't like each other or some shit like that. They play very well with each other. You have to have some chemistry. You have to have a relationship at least of not of non-hate with somebody to play with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Shaq and Kobe hated each other, but that's not they're not Shaq and Kobe. But <laughs> well, uh, they had each other for a little bit, and I mean, they still respect each other. And I think this is way to what lower degree than any of that is. So. Media be cat. That's what it's cat. That's cat. Yeah.
0: Um, another topic I want to talk about next is uh Bradley Beal and the Wizards. Um so,
1: 56.
0: So right Tommy on. Shep so the the Wizards chose Tommy Shepard as their new general manager coach. And the first thing he said was that his goal is to retain Bradley Beal, so to offer him the max extension. And I think you were telling me before we start recording this that um, they can offer him. Basically, I think they have until October. They can offer him uh, uh, 194 one. and an, an extension of 100 over over the next four over four years, 194 million dollars. Yes. Um, I think that would begin in 2021-2022 season if we were sat on the dotted line between now and October. Um, simple question for you, since you're a Wizards fan or you support the Wizards. Uh, I guess from a fan standpoint and being realistic, um, I guess I'm kind of being a little biased with this answer. Uh, do you think, obviously they changed the GM, so whenever you mm-hmm. have a change uh, from the top down, that's always a positive sign. Um, and Bradley Beal, the way he's been speaking, and he can be politically correct as well too. He seems like his heart and soul is there, and it seems like you know he's the type of guy. He's saying, "I'm, I'm great." You know, whoever you put with me, those are my boys. I'm gonna go ride and die with them. Um, do you think he should take that max extension, um, or do you think he should eventually plow his contract, demand a
1: trade? What do you think he should do? And yeah, just I give think me two should cents. Get, I he think he's a hot tubber out of there. As a Wizards fan, yes. Uh, I think Rui, uh, their draft pick from where did Rui play? No, he's not from Auburn. A little bit, we know we know you're talking about Japanese dude. Yeah, yeah. um, I think he was great. Um, but I've seen it way too many times from Bradley Bill. Uh, there is a market. Um, DC is a dope market as far as I love DC East
0: Coast goes, but. It's just their management.
1: Yeah, management's not working. I wouldn't yeah. go to the Knicks. I would go with somebody with, like, competent management mm-hmm. and where you can flourish, We can, like, Toronto has an opening, <laughs> you know? Like, go go somewhere where they're ready to try to win with you. Don't entertain the same teams because you know where you're still at? You're still bottom, middle pack of the East right now. Mm-hmm. you still – KD's coming back. He's going to be in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have Toronto, who's still a really good team. You have Milwaukee. You have Philly. You have Miami, who's now emerged as a team. You have Boston Celtics. Where do you see yourself in any of that? Go get, go have fun. Go get your your win. Go get deep deep into the uh, conference tournament. Go get to the finals. Go try to win a championship. I'm not saying sacrifice some money and go to the Lakers per se, but it's time to get out of the Wizards, dog. They're not other than pay you. They're not going to do anything else for you for your legacy. You'll be one of the good players that played for a team and just got his money and got out of the league. So yeah,
0: it I, depends what you want to do. Yeah, and uh, his name is Rui Hachimura, and he is Japanese as well, too, and he went to Gonzaga. Um, that's knew. a diamond in the rough right there. Obviously, was a lot of you pick, right? Yeah. And does that,
1: does that tell you that they don't, they don't want to keep uh, John Wall? What those comments?
0: Um, I mean, he's under contract regardless. Yeah. He already got his money, so... They're going to have to keep that because they're there's not going to be able game. to move him unless he play, unless he comes back healthy and improves his worth. Then they can trade him. Yeah. So there's two things I'll do. I'll either be Bradley Beal and take that AD route, superstar route, demand a trade. Mm-hmm. Or I'm probably with him since I only have, what, two more years left on my deal. Yeah. I'll probably just play it out, see what I can do with the new change of senior. When I say that uh, with the new GM, um, see what I can do with that draft pick. Yeah. And, you know, obviously... By the time – his yeah. contract won't be over yet when John Wall comes back. So if John Wall is up to par and Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal in that draft pick, you know, Rui lives up to the hype. I mean, you could, you know, just stay there and see what happens because, like I said, it's the, the era of dynamic duo. So um, we'll see what happens. But if I'm Bradley Beal, to, to, to make a long story short, I'm not going to demand a trade. I'm just going to play out my contract and then go wherever I want to go. So that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he gets out as fast as possible. Yeah. Though, yeah, he it's <laughs> uh, it's hard to watch. Yeah, it sucks in Washington. I'll be going to a couple games this year because tickets gonna be cheap it's though. A bad thing, <laughs> <was a> <laughs> <laughs> be supporting the other team nah. though. <laughs> <laughs> you relax, I'm a sicko though. Sicko though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Um, I think this is yeah, this is my last topic of the day. <laughs> wow. Um, where we at with, Oh yeah, so. Team USA, uh, basically a lot of players have been dropping out, um, which is crazy. Uh, so there have been reports that the elite players are dropping out. So players like a uh, Damian Lillard, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Love, um, latest uh, have dropped out. I think other players that declined, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Bradley Beal, Tobias Harris, CJ McCollum have all um, dropped out of playing um, for Team USA this year, which is crazy because um, after we lost to I think Argentina uh, back in the day, I think that's when they changed everything and they brought in um, what's his name, Coach K, yeah. and ever since then we you know we've been, you know, winning, 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 winning um, every single chance we get. So it kind of sucks because that's one of the things I actually look forward to whenever we get a chance to see. Um, you know, our players, well, the elite players represent the country. Um, so yes. it's going to be kind of a little eh to see these non-star players play. I mean, you still have players on the roster like... Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Stan, I think. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Chris Middleton, Brown. Kemba, Kuzma, Andre Drummond, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. So we still have, I'd say, tier two tier three type of talent. Who's staying around. Yeah, who's staying there. So we still have a good amount of players that are elite players that are going to be playing but just not that upper echelon player. So it makes sense because there's been so much change this off season and like I said, it's the dynamic duo era. Players are going to, you know, moving across the country so it makes sense that they would want to take this time to get settled into their new um, you know, area code. It makes sense that they want to spend as much time to build that cohesiveness and that chemistry um, <clears throat> with their team as well, too. Um, so it makes sense, but, I mean, I, you can't really fault them. You know, It's not like it's a duty to go play for your country. It's yeah. not like it's a draft or something like that. So I feel like we've been so accustomed to winning that I, I don't, I, there's no doubt in my mind that we won't win again. Um, and it just, you know, Coach Pop is, you know, the the leader of, of this new era with Team USA. So who he's one of the most respected coaches. So I feel like get, if you if you give him any anything, he'll make magic happen. Like look what the Spurs have done post Kawhi era, yeah. post Tim Duncan era regardless as well too. So I think they're fine. Um
1: post everybody. Post everybody.
0: He he Post-era. finds a way to make it work. So we mentioned all these players here. Um a lot of them seem like they're two way players as well too. So I think we should do well. Um we may have a little struggle with Spain and Argentina and whatnot, but I think overall we're in good hands and I'm I do not know if it's because we're we're from United States, I'm just kind of biased. We're just we're just at this time at, at this day and age we're just better than everybody. Uh anything you want to add
1: to that? No. No. no I don't know. Um the, the World Cup's gonna be in China this year. China. uh August yeah, it's not World Cup, but the basketball World Cup. Yeah, uh, August thirty first mm-hmm. through September fifteenth in China. Eight cities will host uh, games. Beijing and then a whole list of names, mm-hmm. including Shanghai and some other names that I'm not gonna try to pronounce because no. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the time zone is over there, but they'll be showing it like it's literally probably well, let's, straight let's under us. <laughs> yeah. Is like, it China? Time, yeah, time in Beijing, I guess. So right now it's ten thirty four a.m.
1: I mean we may, we may be able to they're catch those games like around like seven because they might ah uh. they're probably playing like day games like twelve because they have to do, like the qualifying games. Damn, so that's a def- twelve
0: hour difference. Yeah, so they probably play what, seven p.m. at night. We watch at seven in the morning here. Yeah. So I got streaming that joint from work on my phone. Damn,
1: I mean, <laughs> all right, it'll it'll I guess it'll probably make it more fun because we know like. We, we love to see players like LeBron, CP3 play. Like it's all so them. fun, but man. But at the same time, like, this will be like some actual serious maybe competition for yeah. our USA teams, and it'll make it international competition a little bit competitive. So it'll be like something we can root for because it's not the best, best players. These are the – some of the best players on the planet. The players they're so not, they are not to prove themselves. Yeah, they're, they're not LeBron, James, Kawhi, all that stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. And what I liked always—I
0: uh, don't know if you noticed—what know, I liked about Team USA, like just watching them, um, whenever they were in competition, was if you played in Team USA, you were guaranteed to, after that whole stint was over, to take your game to a next level. So I'm excited to see these players we mentioned, like a Jalen Brown, like a Jason Tatum, um, a Tobias Harris, all you know, you know, go up against you know elite players, yeah. get that work out and learn some new things, add some, um, some you know, you know, tricks to their to their game as well, too. So we'll see what's good with that. But that's a wrap. Um, Episode 57. Any last closing words or
1: anything you want to say? Um, Protect your energy, man. Uh, Work hard for what you want and go out there and get it. Remember, hard times don't last. Hard and tough people do. But, yeah, protect your energy, man. Make sure you are who you want to be and going where you want to go.
0: I love it. Uh, Really not that much to say. This is episode 57. Make sure to subscribe to the Sir Caesar's TV YouTube channel. I'm available on all major platforms: SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, and uh, Apple Podcast Connect. Also got the merch out, and I also have the website TheCaesarShow.com. Don't want to miss out.